Welcome to a brand new episode of You Know You Love Us. I'm Hannah. And I'm Tyler. Welcome. <laughs> I love that the pause gets longer and longer. We're both we're not doing good viewpoints work. We're like no. And my eyes are like half cl- half closed still. Wow. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're doing great. Caffeine yet. We're doing great. I know. I'm caffeinating as well. Um, uh, I feel like let's come in hot just off the top. I feel like we have to tell the <laughs> listeners that you know you love us. <gasps> Patreon is live. Y'all, it's here. We're so excited to bring it to y'all. It's so fun to have one of our ideas like actually come to life. <laughs> it is so exciting. Time stamp. We're so thrilled. Time stamp. <laughs> <laughs> so thrilled so thrilled to have one of our ideas actually come to life yeah um but no really it's uh, we're so excited y'all are excited about it thank yes. you for supporting us always we mm-hmm. could not have done this without y'all nor would we have thought we would have been doing this for more than one season no so this is you know we're really grateful we're so glad you're here and we're the most grateful and mm-hmm. we're already having so much fun on the patreon like Get ready. To, yeah. Seriously, buckle up, strap in. We said in our first episode that it's the equivalent of like you're at a really fun long dinner with a friend and you're catching up for hours. And at the end, you like unbutton your pants at the table, but you're wearing like a long flowy top and no one can see, but you and your friend both know. Exactly. That's the energy. <laughs> That's the vibe. Timestamp. Put it on Time your stamp. shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in um, the Louvre. Yeah. Put it in the Louvre. Have you ever been to the Louvre, Han? Yeah. It's overrated. <laughs> okay, that is my exact opinion. Like I, I, I nearly had a full anxiety attack. I oh was my God. so overwhelmed. Tourist trap. Like right, it's so intense. I mean, basically, I was like, I want to see the Mona Lisa because duh, and yeah. then also want to see Winged Victory, and like got to do that, and then I was like, well, okay, I think I'm good. Versus Musée d'Orsay and the Rodin Museum, which is like fucking fire yeah and i was like take me to the that's all i want to see is the impressionist take me there come on like listen let's do a little edible and go see some impressionist art you know what i'm saying oh my god okay speaking of edibles i didn't do any but i have to tell you about this tell me okay so yeah speaking of coming in hot um i had a little staycation in wisconsin um friend of the pod and big friend of the pod on big Disney energy, Sarah Price. Oh, we know I'm a big love. fan. Big fan. Yeah, <laughs> huge. big fan. Huge fan. Um, and, uh, and so she came up to see my show in Wisconsin and we kind of like made a whole day of it because I had the day off. We stayed at a hotel. Y'all, <sighs> we stayed at a Holiday Inn Express in Middleton, Wisconsin and it was brand new and it was so fucking nice. It was so clean. The beds were fire. It was like I was staying at the Ritz. I'm not even exaggerating. That's amazing. It was amazing. We did we did it all. We sat in the hot tub. We got Italian takeout. It was like so suburban and cute. Oh. And we got Italian takeout, ate it in our beds, watched the finale, season finale of Roni. And then in the morning, got a continental breakfast and went to Starbucks, went to the National Mustard Museum, and then to a petting zoo. And then I did two shows yesterday. Wow. So in short, you've had a busy week. 
a busy, but like the really I, fun. I feel so cleansed after sitting in a hotel hot tub yeah. and then putting on a bathrobe and laying in a bed that isn't mine. I feel <laughs> truly like I was like, this is the most zened out I have felt in a okay. year and a half. That's honestly that's important to acknowledge, though, that like meditation for everyone. It's not like sitting around and like no. listening to like a guided meditation while you do breath work. No. Maybe it's like watching the Roni season finale, eating Italian food in a robe in a hotel bed. Like that's my meditation as well. Yeah. And it's like I don't you know, we're not I'm not like saying, oh, yeah, every, you know, I'm not like, I do this every month or whatever, no, totally. you know, I'm like, but I'm like, even like a Holiday Inn Express, like that, it's just like living in a different space and somewhere yes. that's super clean. And like, there is something about it. There is something about a hotel. I know you and I just like live, breathe, die for hotels. Mm-hmm. And I just adore them so much. But sorry, the edible part of this story, yes. which is that no one did edibles. However, we went as soon as she got here to a tourist attraction, probably the most popular in Wisconsin. Oh, sure. Um, maybe one of the most popular in the Midwest, apparently. It's called House on the Rock. And it is this house that was like built in like on top of this rock in like the 50, I think it was like 50-60s, right? So okay. then this other guy ends up buying it, who becomes, you know, I think um I think the harsh term would be hoarder. I think the more mm. delicate term would be collector. But he collected <laughs> everything. <laughs> and that's no shade. I love collecting shit. I have so mm. much stuff. But um but no, but truly, it's like if if you know tight spaces with a ton of shit is overwhelming to you, this would maybe not be the attraction. Mm-hmm. How air, Hannah it was the closest thing I've come to being at Disneyland in almost two years because you literally walk in and there is a Main Street USA. It's like you are inside at like a theme park. Oh, my God. So like House on a Rock is like serious. I was just oh. picturing you like walk no. up to like a house like feebly balanced on a, no, on a boulder. No, 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 no. No, no. I'm going to send you some vids. Maybe we'll put them in the stories. Yeah. Y'all, there is a Main Street USA. There is a whale room, which is like a 40 foot tall, like sculpture of Moby Dick and then like a giant octopus and like fucking y'all. I can't- In the house on the rock? Yes. Oh, so it's and like then- a big house on a rock. Oh, it literally is like a compound. Oh, I was picturing like a hobbit house. Okay, keep going. No, 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 no. And then, and it's casually like, oh, Tiffany stained glass everywhere. I mean, the fucking amount of money one of these rooms could glean you is insane. The fucking, like, they had a room just of Fabergé eggs. I was like, do you know how much money that, like, it is, it was so astounding. He really did kind of collect everything. There was a room full of dolls. I was not a fan. But... (laughs) Then you get these tokens and they're these like music boxes, these giant music boxes and floppy air quotes where it's these instruments that play themselves like and they were these this big thing like in the 18, 1900s, like early 1900s. And it is a maximalist dream. Like there is also my favorite part was the world's largest carousel indoors 
in a home. It Did looks you ride like on it? Rouge. No, you can't ride on it. It would probably fall. Bullshit. Apart. Okay, fair. <laughs> Keep going. But it's but it's like it's everything is like red and chandeliers. They're fu- it is a maximalist dream. Like I literally was like, oh, I would live in this room. Like it was so fucking insane and wild. And oh, BTW, I'm sure it's so fucking haunted. Like obviously. Oh, but for sure. truly. 10 out of 10 and they have reciprocity with the theater I'm working at so I got to go for free which was amazing this is not a sponsored ad by House on the Rock but if you ever are near Madison Wisconsin 10 out of 10 you must go I've never seen anything like it in my entire life Um, it was it was honestly astounding and I cannot wait to take my friends back when uh, I have a couple more friends coming up here and I was like and I'll go back three more times okay wow it's what it took us two hours to walk through, and that was like clipping through. Holy shit! We walked. I think it was like seven miles. That's insane. Wait, but where did the yeah, edibles dude. come into play? It was that if you took edible, if you oh. took edibles and went there, it would be fire. Sorry, that was a really long-winded punchline, but like you get it. It's like wow. <laughs> I would not recommend doing any psychedelics and going personally. I think that would be horrifying. Oh my God, um, for sure, like the Faberge eggs would like grow arms well, and legs and like taunt well, you. Well, they're also like dolls everywhere. Yeah, the dolls of it all, not good. <laughs> Not good. I just watched the episode of Sex in the City you. where Stanford was into that guy with the dolls. Yes, and, then the ex- dolls. and then he accidentally oh. breaks one of them. Oh, my God. I miss that show. I'm really excited for the reboot. Honestly, I am, like, too. I'll take it. I'll take it. All the guys coming back. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Steve's oh. back. Fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I oh, have yeah. two items on a post it that it, it's just been sitting here for days <laughs> <laughs> for us it. to talk about. Yes. Okay, great. Okay, first of all, have you seen He's All That with Addison yeah. Ray? Wait, with Addison Ray? She was in a She's All That gender bent remake on Netflix. And I watched it last weekend and I was curious if you hadn't had indulged yet. No. Cool, don't. Okay, next okay. item of business. <laughs> She's an actor? Isn't she a TikTok star? I mean, floppy air quote. You know, okay. like what it, what does an actor mean? Anyways, these days? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I get it. I get it. I get second it. item of business is mm-hmm. motel makeover. The John Motel. Okay, let's talk about the John Motel. The John Motel Swim Club. Okay, we're seriously behind on budget and time. <laughs> we're really gonna have to kick into high gear to open the John. It's it, honestly it's like they have peanut butter in their mouths all yeah, the time, and they both speak the same way, which is really fascinating. It is. It's like, how did you meet? did you connect over your dialects? It's so interesting. Yeah, it's really fascinating. I mean, I love their aesthetic. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think it's like very cool what they do. So cool. Um, And I love where they're at right now, like in the UP and how no one is there. And it's like so cold and creepy and amazing. Oh my God. Didn't that look so fun though? When they were just like, we're just going to like drink wine and like paint this wall in the middle of the winter in Canada and no one's here. And I'm like, oh my God, with a gal pal, that sounds so fun. I mean, I wish that I had the kind of like bandwidth to be like, yeah, I'm just going to like fucking sell all my shit. And then take all my money and reno hotels, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's too much work. Also, like, it was a little, this is just me being selfish, but I'm like, oh, it's in fucking Canada. Well, now I can't go. Like, I'm not going to go to Canada go to, the, to go to the June Motel. Sorry. Well, no, we're going to go because we're going to go everywhere else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, mm. but um, also it made me want rosé because every two minutes they're like, you don't need a glass of rosé, girl. <laughs> 
They sound like like little Dorendas. Yeah, they're like, girl, you know what you need after at the end of a long day, renovating motels? A glass rosa. <gasps> okay, how do you feel about these rumors about the Roni casting? Okay, I know that <laughs> Bethany is not coming back, but well, yeah. I really fucking wish she would. I know. They need her. They need her because it's like, it's the equivalent of like, Miss Trunchbull, like busting into, you know, Matilda's classroom and being like, who's going to the chokey? Like Bethany needs to fucking pull rank because things have fallen off the rails. And as much as I love Dorinda and Tinsley and I would love to see them come back too, Bethany is the only one that can that has power over these women the way someone needs to. To right. keep the storyline on track. You should make a meme of that, Trunchbull and Bethany. Oh my Just God, saying. yeah. Same energies. Same energies. Yeah, I... I, I I absolutely agree with you. Of course I do. I love Bethany. You know, she's wild. Like not saying she is absolutely unhinged, but no, you know. she's not um, a great but, person, but I love no. watching her. Oh, she's great TV. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I obviously think uh, it's time for Ramona to go. And I obviously think that uh, Dorinda needs to come back. Yes, please. Oh my God. Like, what are we doing without, what are we doing without Dorinda? What are we doing without Dorinda? Honestly, famous last words. Honestly, I'm really glad that um, Queen Sonia, like, just shown like the star she really is this season. Like, had the opportunity to, you know, like Ramona looked petty and ridiculous, like worse off than ever. You know, mm-hmm. she's a fucking nightmare. And like, mm-hmm. it really, I mean, like, I just love this friendship between Ebony and Sonia. It was the highlight of the entire season for me. It's honestly. very cute. It's very entertaining. It's really cute. It yeah, is. it is. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. think Ramona's got to go. Leah really doesn't do a lot for me either. And maybe that's a hot no. take, but I'm like, whatever. I don't After, really care. She did the first season and now I'm like, okay. Yeah. 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 And, uh, Luann, you know, I don't I've had my fun. I, I right. saw Countess and Friends like I, right. I Luann's a good time. <laughs> but again, right. I just yeah. want them to like do like a full June motel situation on the cast of Roni yes. and like yes. just out with the old in with the new. Right. And like, again, like keep the people who are working, like keep Sonia, keep Ebony, like mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. Sonia and Ebony and then just bring <laughs> other people back and bring right. other people on. Yes, uh, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, um, did you watch Beverly Hills last night? No, I haven't yet. Erica's just a fucking terrible person. And like Michael Rappaport was like, Erica's the best housewife ever. I'm like, hey, Michael Rappaport, no. shut the fuck up. Like, no one cares. No, one eight hundred. no one cares about what you have to say. And like Michael Rappaport just likes being edgy. So like, he, yeah, quote, edgy and by edgy, I mean, right. stupid. So he's yeah. like defending Erica but Erica like she's not a and you know I love her but it's the like you said I was like I've had my fun and this is a really hot take for me because I fucking loved her you did so much yeah but like she's not a good person and that really sucks don't meet your heroes don't even really find out who your heroes are I guess oh my god Erica like does this terrible like Chekhovian like performance (gasps) at this dinner table she's like She's sobbing and her makeup's like streaking because of the tears. And oh she's like, God. look at my life. And then she's like, Dorit, look at me. It's like so 
fucking well, yeah she's like in a full place of blanche dubois for i mean sh- like oh, for sure she's just like fully unhinged for like sure. she is elizabeth taylor and who's afraid of virginia wolf like a million you can't percent. write this shit you can't yeah. you really can't and i mean like she's mighty defensive for someone who claims she's completely innocent yeah if, if she was completely innocent she would be like listen i'm really fucking stressed out but i know that i'll cut like i know that the truth will be revealed because i know that i didn't do anything wrong and then she would just be able to leave it at that but the fact that she's just so easily triggered by all this i'm just I like know. oh damn or I, like yeah i think you would just like cry all the time of course like be innocent. sad be upset right. be hurt but it's like, but like the anger with which like the venom with which she snaps at oh, anyone who questions her i'm just like mm. it's not a good look dude it's re- being like not look good for optics it's not good for optics she kept being like look at me and look at my life and i'm like but what about the orphans and widows oh my god right (laughs) thanks dorit yeah dorit keeps that's like the term she keeps using and danny pointed that out on everything iconic that she's always just like orphans and widows and i'm like it's true she it's the term she goes back to that's what she's gonna live and die on like she like will not let it go um no I also, also love that she sounds like Moira Rose. The more and more I hear Dorit talk. Wow. Honestly, maybe the most accurate comparison I've ever heard in my life. Let's make wow. that meme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. amazing. I also Thanks saw so in this week's episode, uh, Renna comes into Kathy Hilton's dinner party and she like looks at the butler and she's like, hi, hello. And she's like super friendly. And I know I've said this a million times before, but here I go again. As someone who's waited on her and been in a position of service around Rena, I just want to say she's not that nice to people and she does it all mm-hmm. for the cameras. Of course. That she's really nice to other famous people. Like that's her energy. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel like if you didn't glean everything you needed to know about Rena from seeing the way she talked about her daughter dating Scott Disick. Right. I was like, the thirst you have to bring up this thing about your daughter and who she's dating is so fucked up. Like, I I was like, I already, like, knew you were ridiculous. And I'm like, and that's trap. Like, it's gross. I'm like, it's it's gross. gross. You're so excited that she's dating this guy. And how old is she? 19. And how old is he? I don't know, 47, a million. I don't know. A mil- <laughs> He's 800 years old. Father okay? time, long he beard, fa- dragging on Scott the floor. Disick, father time, Dumbledore, <laughs> like it's too old, okay? He has been a wizard for thousands of years at this point, and it's not okay. It's not okay. Um, wow, I'm uh, just so excited to get into this. Speaking of dramatics, okay? Oh this episode sung in my heart. Like, it... Didn't it just like hit you in all of the high school theater heartstrings in yes. just the best fucking way, Han? Right in my high school theater solar plexus. I was like, yes. Oh. I, I literally, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, Tyler and I are going to have a fucking field day with this. Field day. <laughs> like, first of all, episode 18, Age of Dissonance, aka Age of Innocence. Great title. Cute. Cute. Love that. Um, and like, from jump, not only are we quoting Shakespeare, Edith Wharton, Jane Austen, fucking I'm Uta Hagen. Like I am just, f- I was foaming at the mouth. I was going to say, was you're like, like happier than a pig rolling around in <laughs> shit at this point. Like, <laughs> I was also happy Truly. because the song Hong Kong Garden from Marie Antoinette played right away. And I was like, I yes. love this song. <laughs> Wow, that checks out. Were yeah. you a big? Were you a big uh, Marie Antoinette, K- Kirsten Dunst, Kirsten? A hundred percent. I always second guess the way I say her name, and then I'm like, K- 
You can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone knows. Okay, great, great. Yeah, great. Sometimes I call her Kiki as if we're friends. Kiki Dunst. Kiki Dunst. Okay, I love that. <laughs> We've talked about how we love the name Kiki. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I could see that. That aesthetic. Talk about a maximalist aesthetic. What a beautiful movie, truly. Oh, like, my God. The, the soundtrack. Of that. Oh, the yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, friend of the pod, Clayton Joyner. Clayton Meester, obsessed with Marie Antoinette as well. And, you know, it all tracks. <laughs> no one's surprised. Yeah, no one's surprised. Um, <laughs> no one's surprised. Um, yeah, also, and- Yes. Sorry. Don't you no. wish that your entire grade was forced to be in a play together? Like that looks so my first fun. Sentence. Yes. I was like, oh my God, I love this. And I love that Chuck got out of it. And I yes. was like, that's so Chuck. So and Chuck. I love that he is like the singular theater actor and he's right. not in the fucking He's like, nah. Play. They're like, oh, it'd be funny if you weren't in the play because you actually do theater. <laughs> right. And he was like, okay. God, I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm just so happy we're back in the OG series. It's so good. It's so goofy. Every, It's just wonderful. I love to see it. You it know? feels like a warm hug. It does. And, you know, and now we are into September and like nothing feels better. I am planning mm-hmm. my trip out to L.A. to see you. <gasps> Scoey. It's going to be so great. Um, but I love that we start and obviously get. I mean, iconic Hamlet quote, all the world's a stage and the men and women merely players. And I'm like, dead, dead, dead. I'm already like, whatever this episode is, I'm interested. We're in. And then once a year, constant students shed their usual roles to play roles in the senior play. And this year it's age of innocence. Ugh, like love and love that they're like, before Gigi, we had Edith Wharton. And I'm like, yes, like gives us that Bridgerton vibe of like people talking shit, you know, people calling each other out. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, we love it. And the costumes Um, are obviously like full couture, just like sickening. Sickening. I was going to ask, okay, what was your, so in high school, like what was your favorite play you did? Or did y'all do school plays? I mean, I know, I don't know. We did plays and musicals. Um, fun, fun, fun. I would say, honestly, my favorite play I did because I wasn't, I was only in the musical senior year because I tended to get nervous and fuck up my auditions. Um, but the (laughs) students, yeah, but the students, um, wrote, directed and produced a musical every year and they did one my, and I always was in those all four years of high school and my senior year, I got to play like an evil queen, like Disney type (gasps) role. And I got to sing poor unfortunate souls, but with like different lyrics, I'm sure it was like a copyright (sighs) nightmare, but like. That was probably my, it was probably my favorite play I did because it was just like pure camp and ridiculous. Okay, that's amazing. What was we yours? Um, we, oh my God, also all the world's a stage. I got the quotes confused because later she quotes Hamlet. Duh, it's Jake Wees from As You Like It. Sorry, so embarrassing. Anyways, <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, you know me. I was really about to call you out. You were like, you were like, Tyler, I got to put you on blast. This is humiliating. (laughs) Um, But anyways, um, so, uh, okay, first of all, my first role ever was in preschool and I was the evil queen in Snow White. And I said, oh, I was so pissed that I wasn't Snow White. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that I was funny and and I could be mean and Mm -hmm. like evil. And that's really fun. And I said, oh, wait, the villain is so much better. (laughs) So much better. You get to like Um, eat the scenery. Yes, yes. I did put on a production of uh, Macbeth in, I think it was fifth grade because I went to a Shakespeare camp and I came back and I made all of my friends do a production with me and (gasps) I directed it and starred in it as Macbeth. (laughs) Oh my God, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. And I memorized the entire witch's speech, which I don't even know how many lines long it is, but as like an 11 or 10 year old, I did that. And then that's how I auditioned for my first 
theater company that I was in. Oh my god! And it was like six minutes long, and they let me do the entire. Oh my god! Wait, how old were you when you were in your first theater company ever? I think I was ten. Yeah. That is so well. What the fuck are they gonna do? Be like, hey, can you stop? Like you're yeah. ten, and they're probably like, damn, is she gonna keep? She's going. She's still going. They're probably so impressed. I was like, I'm fully memorized. <laughs> That's so cute. In my head, you had a bowl cut. I I did for most of my childhood because my brother had a bowl cut, and I wanted to have his hair because I thought it was so cool. That's so <laughs> cute. It's like me and Maya from Pen15. Like, I just, I, um, but yeah, I think my favorite play, and Interlochen wilded out. I mean, let's be real. Like, they were like, we did four plays, one full musical with our orchestra. Like, they went fucking nuts. And so, amazing. and it was incredible. Um, and my favorite, I think my favorite show I got to be a part, musical was Sunday in the Park with George, my favorite Sunday uh. musical. Um, and then, uh, I, oh yeah, we did like, um, we did Marat Saad, which is fucking weird. Um, and about the Marquis de Saad and it's like really fucked up and it's in an insane asylum. Anyways, it's a Whoa. wild journey. Um, that was a really wild journey, but yeah, they did some really good ones. It was, it was really fun, but I was like, I was never the lead. I was always the fucking crazy, quirky 50 year old woman. And so, Ugh. you know, I, I went to college and I was like, but I'm 50. <laughs> right. Right. You're like, but, but surely I'm Benjamin buttoning and I'm right, actually right. like an elder. Right. I'm literally, yeah. The elders. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so, so funny. Fun. I, I feel like in college, I like, I, I feel like I never played like the older person in uh-huh. the plays, uh-huh. but I feel like if I had, I would have been like, oh, bummer. I don't get to look hot in my costume. Like my values yes. in college were so fucking stupid when it came to like, quote oh, my craft. Every- Everyone was. Yeah. Well, yeah. in college, like, is that is that where you did Bachelorette with Jeff? Where, oh, like, that was after nerding college. Out so hard. OK, OK, yeah. cool. Cool. Um, yeah. Time. I, oh, the <laughs> I wish I could have seen it. Um, yeah. I mean, college, like, yeah. Then I still I still played like older women. I wasn't like it wasn't like grandmothers anymore, <laughs> but it was older right. women. Right. Um, and uh but yeah, that was uh, college was great. I like loved the shit we got to do. Um, it was super fun. And I my favorite was I got to play Trapolsky and Pillow Man. Whoa, that's so fun. It was Is that sick. what's his name's role from Steppenwolf? <laughs> oh my god. The audacity I had as a 22 year old. That's fucking iconic. I saw him in that role and I just remember being like oh. I'm in love with him. Best production I've ever seen, maybe of my entire life. It was. I'll never forget it. Fucking unreal. And then who's that Russian guy that I love who was in it too? Stepanov oh. ensemble member. Oh yeah, Yasin Piankov. Yes. yes. Oh he, my god. He ran our program. He was the head of my college theater program. Yeah, yeah. He's the shit. Oh my god. I'm telling. Yes. Oh my god. Cool. And Michael Shannon was in that. That was nuts. Uh, oh my god, he was in that. I was so oh, little when I saw it. Like I barely remember. He, I was like 13 or something. Yeah, and I was 85, so it's hard for me to remember <laughs> too. Like, yeah, I don't remember a goddamn thing. Right, right, right. And then I yeah, we did a we did really cool shit in college. We did like Susan Louis Parks and some Robert O'Hara plays and like yeah it was fucking rad and then we did head a gobbler and like that was the end for me and i was like i think i'm good yeah head a gobbler head a a gobbler
Oh my god, thank you for letting us go. If y'all were in place, let us know. We yeah, love please. geeking out about this shit. And it's okay um, if you fast forwarded through most of that okay. conversation. We yeah, won't be mad. We just, yeah, we had to geek. Um, we had to geek. The episode lo- asked us to. It did. I love that Blair was backstage and her like, you know, I, I don't even know what you call them. They're not like director's chairs. They're like, like actor's kind of. chairs. Yeah. yeah like with I her get- name like literally embroidered on the back. Yeah. Uh, in like calligraphy. I was yeah. so obsessed. Um, And she was playing opposite of Dan Humphrey. And S is apparently really into the director who directed off Broadway when he was in his senior year of Juilliard. I mean, I love how much they made fun of like the theater scene. Totally. <laughs> so funny. I, I also loved dead. I loved Dorota subtly doing like bit work with the little yes. curly brown yes. extensions in the mirror, like checking herself out. I was like, God, I love you so much. She's the best. Oh, it was so great. And I and B is like, listen, my life is bountiful. I don't need a boyfriend to feel fulfilled. And I love this for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we find out that Nellie Yuki got an early acceptance to Yale. Um, and B obviously flips the fuck out. And mm-hmm. Dorota like reluctantly hands Nellie back her Blackberry. Um, mm-hmm. And then she and Penelope have a bit because Penelope is wearing the same thing as Dorota. And they kind of just look at each other like, what the fuck? Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> so good. So, so good. good. Um, then we find out that Jenny is obviously doing the costumes. Dan, mm-hmm. I have to say, looked very dashing in his costume and his he vest. Looked, he he really, he, yeah, he looked hot. I was, like, look all hot. Right, okay. I was like, all right, I see you, Dan Beauty. Humphrey. All right. Um, Rachel Carr walks in and her Gross. and Dan make like weird eye contact. And the teachers are gossiping about her being like, why the fuck is she even here? And I was like, a mood. Dan mm-hmm. is distracted and this poor SM is like, oh, just enter stage right. Okay, please. I loved it. I loved it so much. I loved it so much. The SM, the, this entire episode was just like hanging on by a thread. Yeah, she was it truly was just hanging on by like shitty 7-Eleven coffee and totally. like biting her nails. Like yep. there was not, you know, just, oh man, being an, being a stage manager, period, I admire so fucking much Mm -hmm. i could never be responsible for a group of actors like what a fucking nightmare (laughs) fun fact jake used to stage manage when (gasps) he was in college and i'm like of course you did of course he's a producer so it all makes sense and he would just shut everyone down like the aries he is yeah he liked it yeah i bet yeah Yeah. (laughs) um I love that Vanessa is like documenting all of this because she basically is like, it's sure to be a shit show. Like Vanessa from Jump is like, this is going to be messy. I and love I want to get her. it on camera. I love her too. This season is so great for her. It really is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Nate thinks this is all like boring as fuck. Right. Ugh. And um, then they started making out, bec- talking about the age of innocence. That was yeah. basically my note. That was it. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, listen, nothing turns us on more than theater. So we understand where they're coming from. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Mm -hmm. Um, Chuck then arrives at a meeting with Mr. Campbell at a cafe. But first he spots Carter (gasps) Bazin, who's at lunch with Elle, a.k.a. the mysterious woman from his eyes wide shut moment from last week. And she's like, "Um, you have the wrong person. My name is Haley. Carter, I have to use the ladies room. Get me a drink. Okay, that was perfect. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You know how we have like the napkin, the mannequin, the captain. Mm -hmm. L is the doily. Yes, she's such a doily. doily. She's just like dainty and delicate and kind of like scratchy if you touch her. But like she's also like meek and small. 
and also like pretty, but like very yeah. delicate. And like maybe a little dated in her gray sweater, but delicate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> dated like a doily. Mm-hmm, dated 100%. like a doily. We Love find that. out doily. <laughs> that she, the doily exited through the kitchen. And <gasps> so she immediately bounced when she saw Chuck. Yeah. She's like, bye. And then Mr. Campbell leaves right after them. Gasp. Mm-hmm suspicious Mm -hmm. um meanwhile at the dress rehearsal jenny hands dan his costume and then he's like hey can you like deliver this note for me to rachel and i said risky business y'all what are we doing and he's still calling her rachel i know and and then jenny's like i love your necklace is it new and then hands her the note um and jenny like makes some excuse up to the asm so she can stay out there and again this like asm is like oh my fucking god yeah she's just like (laughs) fucking she's like i'm done i'm done i gotta go vape um Mm -hmm. vaping isn't a joke but you know probably she did and um and then she's gonna (laughs) um and then she takes the response from rachel to dan (gasps) oh this is so fucking risky y'all so messy i was stressed um Then Blair stumbles upon headmistress Queller and she finds out that Yale rescinded their offer to Blair and gave it to Nellie because of Mm -hmm. everything with Rachel. And apparently Yale considers hazing a faculty member a very serious offense. And uh, the SM's like, Waldorf, you're holding up the curtain. Um, And now Blair is like, well, I am a ruined woman. So she's like, I can channel what's happening to me into my art, into my performance. I mean... On it, just like a true high school student would, you know? Oh, the drama. Um, yeah, the drama. Also, she looks so stunning. She's giving me major Arkadna, Masha vibes, like yes. big checkoff energy, BCE, just like very, like, I love that she and Serena were in literal couture and like everyone else was in like a vaguely beautiful costume and they were like straight off the runway, like New York Fashion Week. Absurd. I was like, Blair, yes. if that dress comes in white, can I get married in it? Like, oh my it's God. The prettiest it was thing. Sick. It was so sick. Um, the curtain goes up, the extravaganza, the costumes, the set. I mean, like, truly just like a Baroque Rococo dream. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like over the top, opulent, opulent, opulent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh my God, do you remember like being backstage? You know, it's like, we only would do like two performances in our high school show or like a weekend and it would be like the thing. It, it was would a be a big deal. It was high fucking stakes. And I just it love was. that. I'm so excited. It's so sweet. Oh my God. And like when you see the set for the first time and you're like, whoa, it looks so real. And you're like, can we go on it? And they're like, no, it's still drying. Like, you know what I mean? Like all that shit. <laughs> yes. And everyone's like in their costumes for the first time. Like, oh my God. Oh, Oh, no, you look good. No, you look good. And you're in shitty wigs. Yeah. Oh, my God. I always think taking pictures like in the dressing room and like putting them on Facebook. Yes. Sorry. Oh, my God. No, I was going to say, I always think of you telling me you and Clayton Meester telling me about my husband's wig um, (laughs) that (laughs) in college. Yes. In passion play. They did him dirty with that wig work. What did you say? It was like Like the Geico caveman. I think that's a Clayton joke. That's not a me joke. But that's when okay. she said it, I never forgot it. I always pictured uh, the guy from Hocus Pocus. Um, oh, her ex. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. The zombie. The zombie. Yeah. That's Billy. what I picture. Billy. Mm-hmm. I picture Billy. Yeah. Big Billy um, energy. For big sure. Billy energy. Um, yeah. And Gossip Girl gives us, don't worry, B. When God closes a door, he opens a play. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Love. 
Sure. Love that. Great. We love that. We're just, I'm just so happy plays are fucking opening again. I don't even care what they are anymore. I know. I know. I'm going to see um, every goddamn musical I can. Like Every I single one. Wait. Every single one. I don't even care what it is. Chuck mm. arrives home to find the doily <laughs> waiting for him on the couch. And she's like, I need your help. Um, cut back to the place. Serena's acting is obviously a shit show. She's like, oh, mother's carriage has arrived. Like oh, she's God. a disaster, but she looks yeah. amazing. Yeah, she looks stunning. Mm-hmm. Then Rufus shows up to watch the dress rehearsal. That's right. because This is just like a dress rehearsal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jenny drops the note and the key that Rachel was going to have Jenny give to Dan. But Rufus sees them and confiscates both the key and the note. Oh, shit. Yikes. Yikes. <sighs> It's not good. And B confronts Nellie about ratting her out to Yale because she thinks Nellie did it. Um, and because she's like, you're the most jealous of all. Um, and Nellie's like, uh, people hate you. There are like a thousand people who would do it to you, but it's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get a Gigi blast spilling the tea about her and Lord Marcus of Whistledown. <gasps> uh, and someone's out to get her. So one's out to get B. So she's immediately like, well, it has to be Vanessa. Right. And in my mind, I was like, wait, is this Georgina Sparks? I like can't. I I don't know. I can't remember. I honestly can't remember. Oh, that's exciting. I hope it is. You know, we love Georgina. Love, love Georgina. Uh, Georgina. (laughs) Then. God, I sound like a Trump when I do it. Anyways, (laughs) horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Horrifying. I wouldn't have thought that, but now that okay. you said it. Now you um, hear it. You can't unhear it. Yeah. Um, after the run, S goes up to Julian, the director, and she's like, hey, I made those adjustments you asked for in the garden scene. And I have to say, I loved S's theater kid OOTD. She was in this yes. like gray cardigan jeans and the teensiest, tiniest like silver scarf that was like maybe attached to the sweater, maybe not. But I was like, she looks so theater kid chic right So now. theater kid. Yes, 100%. Um, Julian's not taking the bait either. And then he catches Vanessa and Serena like staring at him. And S was like, I was just thinking it could be helpful for Vanessa's documentary to hear more about your vision. Why don't we get a bite tweet? And he's like, well, I suppose it can't hurt to give my actors a little more insight into my intentions. Oh, God. Uh, so he's going to meet them out front. Also, what his outfit as a director was hilarious. The scarf work of it all. Oh, the scarf work of, of it all. Also, I was like, how old are you? Mm-hmm. How are you having dinner with these high school students? I would I love to know. I know. I had um, questions. Yeah, I had questions. I love that he called her Sabrina. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, he's like, good work, Sabrina. <laughs> um. And then uh, B confronts S um, and Vanessa because she thinks that Vanessa reported her to Yale. Um, and then B, you know, B is like, uh, yeah, y- she'll be destroyed. Um, and she's like, so I don't think you'd want to be collateral damage. Like, she's like, get the fuck out of the way. Why are you defending her? Like, don't get in my way. I'm about to fuck this shit up. Meanwhile, at Chuck's, the doily emerges in Chuck's robe with wet hair and a full face of makeup. And she's like, just like me every just, day, just like me. Relatable, relatable um, content. <laughs> and she's like, if only I could just leave the country, start over with a clean slate. And Chuck's like, I'll help you. And they like kiss and they're going to go to Brazil. And like, that's the plan. Oh, God. Uh, reckless. All of it's so reckless. reckless. It's a mess. Meanwhile, Julian, the director, is chatting at Vanessa, and they connect over Little Foxes, which uh, one of my favorite productions I saw at The Good Men, and I said, yes, more at theater, more at theater. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and V is trying to connect Julian and S, but S doesn't know shit, so it's not 
really happening? Um, mm-hmm. And then Nate's like, I got to go because he obviously sees Julian and Vanessa connecting about all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Julian's like, I'll get the check. Um, and uh, Van- as soon as he gets up, Vanessa's like, oh, my God, he is the most self-absorbed human I've ever met. And I said, how old is he? Um, More importantly, how old is he? But I did appreciate that Vanessa was like, he's completely annoying. Like, what are you doing? Right, exactly. Um, And then then S asks Julian for more coaching before the show, and he's going to come over to her house. I know. God, I have so many questions. Oh, I have so many questions. And then, Mm. you know, in classic theater fashion um s and v decide to do like a cyrano de bergerac situation so that s can look smart with julian cyrano de bergerac plus bluetooth is something that we're always excited hijinks always we love hijinks it's goofy i mean it's goof troop yeah there's also a mary kate national movie called holiday in the sun where they do a cyrano de bergerac situation and it's hilarious yeah it's great also all of their movies were truly iconic I know. Holiday in the Sun and The Challenge are my favorite. The Challenge is a hot take. Oh, yes. No, The Challenge is good, though. It's underrated. Yeah, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with them. I was Their like, later ones are better. Their later ones are better. You're not wrong. The fashions are better. We're at the Humphrey Loft, and yes. Jenny has to tell Dan that Rufus has the note, and Rufus shows up to Rachel's house where she has candelabras candlesticks aglow waiting for dan she turns expectantly rufus walks in and rufus is like i believe this belongs to you and then Gigi gives us poor miss iowa caught playing mrs robinson and i was like brutal and i fucking loved that he showed up to her house when i tell you i gasped i was like I forgot again. I just forget so much happens. Like, oh my and I'm God. like, God damn. She was like so excited to light all those gajillion candles in her apartment and to see the look on her face when Rufus walked through the door. Amazing. Honestly, and like, we have to be frank about this. If you lit that many candles, you know your smoke alarm's going off. Don't pretend it's not. Certainly in an older New York City apartment, but so neither true. here nor there. So true. Um, um, Dan is on his way to school the next day in a diarrhea-hued tee with a sad brown sweater. <laughs> Rufus is like, wasn't ready. Um, he's like, can you think through the ramifications of like actively pursuing your teacher? And Dan's basically like, oh, she makes her own decisions and I can decide who I see. And like slams the door and I'm like actually you can't decide who you see because you're a child and this is like very illegal and fucked up yeah I'm like you're in high school and I loved sorry I burped I got excited um that when Dan's like yeah he's like I'm 18 by the way and I was like you're an infant yeah what are you doing oh my god um S is then rehearsing lines with Julian and it's a fucking mess um, and he's like, well, yeah, you've read Wharton novels before, right? And Vanessa's on her Bluetooth in S's ear being, you know, it's just like very Wharton, very Emma, very Jane Austen. Love this bit. As we said, Cyrano de Bergerac. Um, and Nate, see, he shows up to the gallery, sees Vanessa giggling on the phone. And in his mind is like, fuck, it's Julian. Um, and then he leaves and Julian's like, I underestimated you, Serena. Um, and S then sees the Gigi blast about the only reason that she got into Yale being the press release. So mm-hmm. someone is out to get her too. And then S is like, I have to go. I have to go. 
Mm-hmm. Classic. They couple, also they made yeah. S look so pale and chalky in that scene. Yeah, I'm like, why weird. did y'all do her dirty like that? The lighting was weird. She uh, same with when she got to the bar. It was yeah. uh, it was a mess. Like when she met up with B, I was like, yikes, yikes. Yeah. She was always so beautiful. What are you doing? What, what happened? are you doing? How dare you? How dare Chuck and the doily walk up to Carter, who's waiting outside in a town car. And uh, Carter decides he would love to help because it would mean that Chuck would owe him a favor. So Carter's job is to successfully get the doily out of the country. And uh, Chuck and the doily share a passionate kiss. And she's like, thank you. I'm so grateful. And Carter has a shit-eating grin as she gets into the car with him. And he's like, don't worry, Bass. We'll take care of her as he flashes his secret society tattoo on his wrist while he drives away. Um, I also, as you were uh, describing that, like my mind wandered and was picturing like a Marcel the Shell, but like a doily. And like it was like a claymation or like, yes. you know, like a construction paper like map of her going like boop, beep, 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 <laughs> like down to Brazil with little yes. eye, googly eyes and little hands. <laughs> and I just and teeny and shoes. shoes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just really liked that. So, oh, that's amazing. The doily. I want someday we'll just like sell a shirt that just has like a napkin a doily a mannequin like a a cap if you know you know if you know you know yes Mm -hmm. um uh and then backstage uh where b is backstage and she's like they've made a mockery of me i am a flesh and blood constance oh Constance, wait, what? Countess Olinska. Um, And Dorota tells her, she's like, use the paint on stage. And then obviously we get maybe my favorite part of the episode, which is when she quotes the seagull and she goes, I'm an actress. No, I'm a seagull. And then I'm dead because S interrupts her and says, no, you're a shameless bitch. (laughs) Which I honestly thought was fire. And I I thought it was so funny. And then Blair turns around. She's like, now what? She's like so annoyed. (laughs) Oh, my God. And B or S thinks B put out the GG blast. Um, And she's like, well, only you and Dan knew about it. Um, and I, you know, there they are in their runway outfits and B is freaking out um, because now she's like, oh, my God, it's Dan. It must be Dan. She's like, I want Dan's head on a platter. And she is like fully losing her mind. I also she's loved her line when she goes, do you know how hard it is to get revenge when your enemy is changing every five minutes? That was a great line. That was, I was a like, great that's line. really funny. That's a great line. Dan finds Rachel and she's like nervous, but he pulls her into the storage closet. And she's like, it was reckless of me to respond to your note. And he's like, I can't help myself. Am I supposed to pretend I'm not feeling what I'm feeling? You know, this can't last or staying away from each other. And then death cab question mark or some similar band That's starts what I playing. Said. Yeah, I said death cab <laughs> question, question. Yeah. And then he starts kissing her hand, which did more for me than I expected. <laughs> um, and it's Edith Wharton of it all. There it come is. Come on. And then. um he does like a full head grab kiss and they passionately make out on the couch in the storage closet. And then he later says they fucked. In, yeah. <laughs> in prop and costume storage. And it I did said, not stop rude. there. Yeah. Right. Rude. Disrespectful. Disrespectful and reckless. Also, I didn't see you lock the door. So I have so many questions. I'll Can try you... not to pull at strings, but I can't not. Right. Can you fucking imagine like 
no. whatever, like, you know, kid on the crew was like, oh, shoot, I have to go get a prop. <laughs> and they walk in and they just see Dan and Rachel Carr like going to town on that dirty old chaise. Like, yeah, get out of here. Poor John from, you know, his like freshman like scene yes. shop class. Yeah, poor John. <laughs> <laughs> Prayers for John. Um, and then it's it's the night of the show, y'all. Um, and uh, we're very excited. Also, this gave me this also gave me a lot of like high school musical energy, which I really liked. I'll always oh, like. Um, totally. And Vanessa asks uh, S about Julian and while Dan is doing a horrible accent and mm-hmm. uh, and Nellie Yuki, honestly, is the true star of this entire production. Um, she is the grandmother. She gets wheeled out on a chaise like her chaise work is incredible. You know, and again, Nellie complains that she doesn't want to be in a fat suit and there was no reason she should have been in a fat suit. So, no. you know, um, that was dumb. But um, she's flawless. She really steals the show for me with her fan and tiny glass. Yes. Mm -hmm. I also um, was so chilled to my core when I saw that Rachel was watching Dan in the play like longingly like, you know, when you have a major show crush on someone like you're in college and you like see a guy in a play and you're like, oh, my God, he's so good and like so hot. I was like, Rachel, yes, you don't Mm -hmm. have business doing that here. Get the fuck out. No, no, it's just, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's gross. But Chuck is meeting with Mr. Campbell at the penthouse and Mm -hmm. he brings up the club and he begs Mr. Campbell to help him. But Mr. Campbell is out. I kind of glazed over in this scene. Yeah. And then he gets a text and tells him it just an address. And so that's all we know. Yeah, I made a note like this plot is boring to me mainly because I don't care about the doily. So I'm like, I don't really give a shit like about any of this. The doily has been wafted by the wind and we're mm-hmm. disinterested. Yes. Um, let her be wafted over to Brazil. We don't need her. We don't need um, her. Meanwhile, Julian, after act one, is backstage quoting Uta Hagen. And if I hate anything, and I think it's the <laughs> the audaciousness, the audacious behavior of a director coming backstage during fucking intermission. That How is, dare I, you? I don't even know if you can do it. You know, I don't even. Yeah. I mean, that, professionally, I don't think that's ever happened. But I remember that happening like, you know, like when I was 13 or something. And I was being like, oh, are we doing good? You right. Know? Right. Oh. Um, yeah. And him quoting U- Uta Hagen, I was just like, fuck right off. You're so, so pretentious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he dropped the name of a New York Times critic uh, who looked like the evil food critic in Ratatouille, um, <laughs> who I think maybe actually was a New York Times critic critic at the time i don't know i was trying to look it up and i was like he doesn't seem like an actor so like i think it's probably him um and that would be like a very sensible like cameo for Gigi to have i feel right it would totally Um, make sense and then director julian confronts nate about his character and then insults him um about his work and vanessa is like hey like don't you think that was a little harsh and then he invites her to watch the show and she's like Ugh, like what is your fucking deal mm-hmm. meanwhile B and Dan have a scene in the carriage and it is truly incredible like this was great physical comedy I loved it also like sexual tension perhaps I was kind of uh, into it I was kind of into it too because they're talking shit behind her fan I said we love to see it they fake make out aka yes. she is like fully yelling at him in like a moment of full Miss Piggy like she is just mm-hmm. like She's like, you better, 
And her head is like bobbling around just like Miss Piggy when she's angry at Kermit. Yes. Um, And it was just great. Um, And she's like, yeah, you're the only one who knew about all of this. So it has to be you. And then Dan longingly looks back out through the curtain. um, And there is, you know, I well, there's Rachel Carr, who I said looks like a little wet mouse, but she's totally. Yeah. If that's I mean, a mouse isn't an inanimate object, so she probably needs a better one. But didn't we call her a toaster? I feel like she was kind of like I feel like if we have it, we should. Yeah, she's a toaster or like she's like, um, what are the little the little ovens? The little toaster oven. Yeah, she's a toaster oven. Yeah. (laughs) Why does that feel like the most insulting one we've come up with yet? Because it is. It's like you're not actually necessary because I have an actual toaster and a full fucking oven and you're somewhere in the middle and I forget about you and put you on a shelf never to see you again. Yeah. Toaster oven. Toaster (laughs) oven. It's so funny. So fucking funny. Um, The play goes on. The The tension between Blair and Nellie is iconic. Blair's like, Brandy! And Nellie's like, oh, your beauty never wanes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Nate stumbles on stage. And then he's like, you want feelings? I hate these clothes. I hate this play. And I hate the pretentious asshats who try to steal each other's girl or to try to steal people's girlfriends. In fact, I may just spontaneously punch one punch one the next time you try to get in my face i stumbled through that but no it was great it was great and then, then blair like, goes rogue yeah yes everyone goes rogue s goes rogue nelly goes rogue mm-hmm. like and then nate doubles down and comes back he's like and, and another then- thing <laughs> And talks about his dad. Um, and and then Gigi gives us all's well that ends well. And sometimes it just ends. And I was like, yes, end mm-hmm. this play. I would Shit love show. to see something like that. That I mean, that has like big Patty Lapone energy, honestly. Oh, for sure. Like when she yelled at someone to stop texting in the middle of the show. <laughs> that I will never I mean, I've probably watched that clip like at least two to 300 times in my life. I, whenever I just need to feel like, yeah, let's go fuck up the day. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I just love that. She was like, no, shut the fuck up. Put your fucking phone down. I can see you. I'm a human and I'm breathing. This isn't Mm -hmm. a movie. This is a play. Mm -hmm. Put it away. I was just like, so good. Queen Patty. Queen Patty. Queen fucking Patty. Love her. After the show, S tells Julian, she's like, you know, I didn't know why I ever had a crush on you. And he goes, Serena, I'm gay. So, you know, there's that. Right. right. (laughs) (laughs) And the critic like loved the play. Um, And uh, and Julian then takes credit for everything the students did because he's a twat. Such a dick. He's a dick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then Vanessa finds Nate in his dressing room. His Justin Bieber hair is rough in this scene. Yeah, it wasn't Um, ideal. (laughs) Not ideal at all, especially because he looked so dashing in the play. And he's like, I know you're into him. I get it. And Vanessa is so confused. And she's basically just like, TBH, this is like a total comedy of errors. Like, I'm not into him at all. I was helping Serena. And Mm -hmm. he's like, you know, that doesn't change the facts. We have nothing in common. I like ESPN and you like books and movies and she's like well you're like a kid who swears he hate he hates tomatoes and has never even tried one because she's tried to like get him to read the books she likes and watch the movies right. she likes but he won't even right. give him a try and he's like well maybe you should be with a guy like julian who already likes tomatoes and then vanessa's like maybe if you put in some effort you wouldn't be so insecure and i was like wow vanessa true yeah i thought i mean and she's so right like mm-hmm. it's just 
he doesn't really make any fucking effort to like any of the things she likes. And like, I feel like she's really kind of like committed to being a part of his world. Yeah. Like Ariel. Sure. Good job, Vanessa. Totally. Um, uh, Chuck then runs into Al and she's okay at this mysterious address and she's okay. But she's like, but I only needed someone to give me money. And I got that. And poor Chuck is like, really devastated and he's like so you were just using me and Alice like well you've got a good heart you should give it to someone who cares and then she leaves Ugh. What so rude yeah, yeah. One beep. um and also i did look up the critic um and he was a real person and he wow. was a, like the second string critic i think until second string like it's football until mm. um 2017 and then uh he got fired um because i guess he had uh let's see let me read this um uh Isherwood was confronted with nine of his own emails, which the paper claimed as evidence that the critic had violated ethical rules. <gasps> Drama. So I want to keep reading about that. But yeah, I said. Oh. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And love that he made a cameo. Of course he did. Dan grabs Rachel and is like, uh, you called Yale seriously. And he's basically like, you're worse than Blair because Blair's a high schooler and you're an adult and you need to make this right. And Rachel's like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. And Dan is basically just completely fucking over it. It's like, this is done. We're done. Then he like walks by Blair and is like, um, by the way, we fucked in the costume closet and uh, do whatever you want with that. <gasps> I loved that energy. Me like, too. Yeah. He was like, yeah, you've uh, crushed my ideals just like you had yours crushed. Like. Go fuck yourself Mm -hmm. and then be confronting Rachel in truly like a stunning moment of of a performance. So fucking subtle. She you think she's going to go so fucking hard. Mm -hmm. And I love that she completely underplayed it. And it's just like, you know, um, she's like, oh, so you did all this shit. And Rachel does not deny it. She's like, I'm not going to deny it. Um, And she's like. Well, uh, you know, Rachel's like, I don't know who I've become. I'm so sorry. Um, And B is like, well, your punishment is just to have to live with it. Like in this, she is feeling the same thing. She's like, fuck, like, I'm just as bad as this fucking bitch. Like, yeah, she's like really going through it. Chakovian, 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 having to live with the guilt of her sins. I mean, it's heavy. It's heavy stuff. I mean, it is very heavy. Mm-hmm. Dan then finds S and reveals it's actually his fault that Gossip Girl posted about the press release because of Rachel. And then V finds Nate at his house and apologizes. She's like, I have a bag of snacks. Uh, we can cuddle on the couch and watch ESPN. And I just want to say this whole episode, I thought that her neon clutch was a laptop case, but it was in fact just a clutch. A clutch. Just a huge neon it's green fucking massive. clutch. It's yeah, massive. It's, it takes up the whole frame. It really does. <laughs> and then she finds him watching The Age of Innocence and he's like, it's heartbreaking. And they like kiss and it's really, really sweet. This day sounded great. Minus the ESPN, honestly. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, snacks and cuddling on a couch. That sounds so nice. So cute. I know. And now that like real life feels really chaotic after lockdown, it's like, oh man, the days where we had just endless time to cuddle on the couch with snacks or it was really nice they're gone i wish i appreciated yeah. them more <laughs> i know same um dan the next morning at the chateau humphrey uh apologizes to rufus and he apologizes to dan 
I hiccuped. I got excited. And Dan's like, you just need to give me some space to make my own mistakes. And he's like, well, you can make all the mistakes you want at Yale soon. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. Okay. S then finds Blair at a bar in like a hotel or something. Uh, yeah, with a very sad martini. I was going to say, yeah. she's like sadly looking into the abyss of her martini. <laughs> and S is like, Blair, I've been looking all over for you. I know it's Rachel who sent the GG blast. I'm sorry I didn't believe you. And she's like, why would you believe me? Nine times out of ten, I would have sent the blast. Like you said, betrayal is in my nature. And Blair basically just owns that she's an asshole with this dramatic opera music playing. And she like asks us to leave. And us is like, you're still my best friend. <laughs> and then she says, or she doesn't say, but internally. Okay, I'll go now. Okay, um, I'll go. I'll go. Um, yeah, then the opera music continues. We get bridges. We get opera. Jenny gives a letter to Dan where Rachel says that she's going back to Iowa and she quotes Edith Wharton um, and some sexy New York City shots. Chuck shows up at Blair's. Shows up at Blair's. Dorota's like, Miss Blair is out. And Chuck is like, oh, wait. And I said, oh, Oh, and made me feel a lot of things. I literally have goosebumps and wrote so hot in all caps. It was so hot. But motherfucking Bucky Sebastian Stan Carter Bazin shows up at the bar and he's like, and Blair's like, Carter, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm buying you a drink. And I said, no, oh, no, so frustrating. He puts his hand on her knee and they look just Ugh. like picture perfect together. They really do. They're both like petite and very attractive. Yeah. Just sitting in this like perfect like tableau at the bar. God damn it. And Gigi's like, well, looks like this story might just have a second act. Let's hope it's not a tragedy. XOXO. <gasps> I feel like the end of the season, if I'm remem- remembering correctly, God, I have not been able to talk today. I'm so sorry. I, I feel like I'm like, um, I, it gets like fucking lit. I'm pretty sure it gets really fucking dramatic. I could be wrong. Oh my God, I I'm right. Yeah. I it's just going to be so wild wrapping up season two only to then plunge back into the icy cold waters of the reboot and it's then like, take a break for the holidays. <laughs> it, right. It truly is like we have been in a holiday Inn express hot tub in Middleton, Wisconsin, yeah. like bathing and like relaxing among the jets. And then someone pushes us into the icy cold indoor outdoor combo pool. And we yes. are not ready. Not fucking ready. Uh, thank God we, we have two full months. <laughs> thank God. Yeah, we have some time. We have some time. Oh um, T, wow. it's just wow. always an absolute joy and honor to record with you. And joy. I just would you mind? Uh, would you mind telling our listeners where they can find you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait. <laughs> Honored. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, H. Um, yeah, y'all can find me on Instagram at Tyler McMeredith or at big.disney.energy on Instagram, or you can find me at Tyler McMeredith on the TikToks. <gasps> H, would you mind telling our listeners where they can find you? Oh, T, not in the slightest. Thank you so much. <laughs> y'all can follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter, Hannah A. Brown Zero on the TikToks. If you're loving the podcast, tell your friends, uh-huh. head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review, and check out patreon.com slash you know you love us for bonus content. 
bonus content. Maybe there's some fanfic. Maybe there's a 1940s radio drama. Who's to say? Who's to say? We have lots of ideas and we're very excited. Vivi excited. Uh, uh, well, well, H. Well, T. We'll see you next week on You Know You. Uh-huh.